Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. We have a beautiful guest with us, Elizabeth Eleanor. She is a qualified magnetic mind coach and founder of Awakening Wild Woman. Who's a wild woman out there? Choosing consciousness relationships, guiding women to their super conscious intuition, divine wisdom, and creative genius. Assessing the sacred aspect of our consciousness is the ultimate reality shift in living the life you were placed on earth to experience. Elizabeth lives in South Coast, NSW, Australia, where she met her life partner. She writes about the magic behind this meeting in her chapter, You Can Have It All. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here and for sharing this space. I, I love this journey that you took and, and the wild woman that you're <laughs> you're working with. Why wild woman? I I I have a, a picture in my head, but tell me what what wild woman means to you. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. Yeah, it's an interesting. I bet your picture is similar to mine because it was um it was one of those things. Wild women actually was a bit of a download that happened to me energetically in um, uh, Easter Sunday, actually. I was putting clothes on the line and I was uh, having one of those moments where things weren't 100% going well for me in my business and I just knew that there was something that I was missing and um, had a sort of a breakdown of, you know, I had to go to see my family and and I decided, no, nah, I've got to, I've just got to have some time to myself. And um, yeah, I was putting clothes on the line and I got this wild leadership come through. I'm like, wild leadership? Okay, what's that? And and it turned into this wild women thing. Uh, and and really, I had this version of wild being, you know, women you know, a naked under the moon howling, all of that sort of stuff. You know, I used to live in the rainforest. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've had moments like that myself. But what wild now means to me is innate, is that natural ability to just be in our sovereignty, to really recognise who we are internally and uh, pull that out and be whoever that is uh, in, in its fullest form. So, you know, if you someone being wild could be living in the city and, you know, doing corporate life, but if that's who they are innately wanting to be and, and that's their essence, then that's their wildness, right? So, yeah, I had to get around a little bit of it myself because 
I found it was a little bit challenging in my own definition and shifted it before I was able to bring it out to the world. (laughs) Well, it's so beautiful. I I love the picture that it draws and it was the same as yours. And it's fun, (laughs) you know, because when you think about it, when we show up as our true authentic self, we get to do what we love to do and it attracts money, you know, and if you think about money as a person, you want to attract it just the same way you want to attract your mate. So what's your best mating call for money to attract money? My best mating call? That's a really great question. Uh, It's really interesting because I've had a love-hate relationship with money from the very start. And um, I, I would say, you know, that conjures up the first real moments that I had where I recognized that I was in control energetically of money. Uh, I was a single mum, you know, doing it hard. I was a massage therapist. I was only charging, like my kids were little, I was charging $50 for a massage. And um, my computer broke. I had no way of advertising. I'd only just moved to the area. And this friend of mine, I had all these bills come in, and this friend of mine um, said, just imagine what it would feel like to be debt-free. And you know, if if you've done any um, mindset work, apparently that's not the right language to use, right, to say <laughs> yeah. get free, right? But somehow it worked for me. It actually worked. And so I I was didn't realise but I was calling in that energy, like that I was calling in this energy of what does it feel like to have the freedom of of just no inhibitions with money, And so I did this process, like I just kept on seeing myself debt-free and like over and over and over again. I kept on, uh, like in the first day, it would have been 50, 60 times because then I'd think about all the debts and no, 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 I'm debt-free, I'm debt-free and I'd go back into this space. And um, it's a beautiful story actually because it was one of the pivotal moments when I recognised that I was in control of my life because I kept on seeing myself as debt-free and then I'd go back down into this, oh, my gosh, look at all these debts. And so then I recognised that actually what I was doing was I was shifting my vibration. It wasn't the words that I was saying, but I was elevating out of the doubt and the fear and the worry. So I just kept on doing it and things came up, you know, worthiness, do, you know, oh, now I'm debt-free, I'll go and spend all my money, <laughs> like all these things that sort of came into my head. But it was really beautiful because that happened, just say that was on the Monday. As I got better and better at it, I had less and less time in the worry and the doubt and I was just in this beautiful vibration. And it was on the Thursday I get a phone call from the local hairdresser and she said there's a bed and breakfast around. There was no Airbnb back then. There's a bed and breakfast around the corner from you. And there's a new manager and she's freaking out. She's she's here getting a haircut. She's freaking out because there's four people coming in from England tonight and they're all booked in massages and she hasn't got a massage therapist. So can you do them? And those four people had four massages as like over the, the week they were there. And then another two came in after that and they had two massages each. And I just wiped out all my bills. So my call is that recognition of that energetic frequency of 
I'm in control, you know, I, I allow it, you know, I allow abundance to be part of my energetic field. Yeah. Uh, and that that's it's so amazing. And it sounds so simple, right? Like, you know, you just have to think it and it happens. But there was connections, there was action steps that you took. I mean, obviously, you had networked in a way that like your hairdresser knew, well, wait a minute, I know somebody I can we can help you out here. And that's what's the beauty about referrals, right? You know, mm. and it, it works out and you did such a great job. And, you know, they came back for more. Right. So, you, so know, you know, what was interesting about it, not only is that the referral, but you'd think like because I went into, oh, my gosh, I've worked it out. Like now I've worked it out. I'm going to be a millionaire. Right. And it just doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> There's a whole heap of stuff that comes with that. And, you know, you go back into unconscious patterns um, and I I really had no financial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, it was something that I had to learn as I went along. Yeah. And all of us grew up with no financial training, right? I remember I took classes in school and my first co-op job was for an insurance company. And I remember making calls and saying, we can save you $200 a month on your car insurance. Would you like a quote? And they're like 200, you know, back in the 90s or in the 80s or rather, I'm going to date myself here. yeah I want to save $200 and you know nine times out of ten we would save way more than $200 so the insurance agent would get a lot of clients and it was fun making the phone calls but when you think about um, calling in the money right and saying okay where can I save where can I where can I like look at my expenses and say that expense no longer serves me like subscription Mm. is a big one right so how How are you doing with those subscriptions? That's so, so fast forward 20 odd years, right? <laughs> and I've had a really interesting journey with um, with money and my finances and um, being self-aware around it because you go, like I would go back into these patterns of I'm not a businesswoman. I'm not um, financially aware. I don't. I don't like all of that stuff. And so it's been this this relationship. You know, this love hate relationship. Until I started going. Actually, I do need to look at my finances. I do need to look at my money, and I need to do it on a regular basis. And so looking at those um, subscriptions and seeing, you know, what's serving me. What's what's um, you know, holding me back, what is it that that I really need, what's necessary, what's a luxury, you know, and and making those decisions from a place of um, financial intelligence because I've got, and that's what I teach uh, women is, and some men, but how to create, right? So you've got to have a desired end result. There's got to be something tangible that you're moving towards Mm -hmm. so that if you look at where you are, um, and where you want to go. So you've got a structure, you've got this creation of two points, which, you know, works really well with when, when you're talking about finances, doesn't it? So Absolutely. Um, yeah. I always tell everybody, you have to have an SOP for your money. Yeah. If you don't have an SOP for your money, your money's not going to make money for you and you're going to be working for it instead of it working for you. And we want the latter. And it's so important to consistently and persistently show up for money, look at money and create those goals. What do you want to do? And there's always the end result, but the end result always changes and evolves, especially as you make more money and you enjoy experiences and 
you know, if we just dream about what it is that we really want to do, like we're born with a desire to do certain things in life. Mm. And when you think about your dreams, like if, if money were of no concern, you weren't building a business, you weren't making all these transitions, what were, what would be your biggest dream that you'd want to fulfill? Mm. And, and, you know, for me, I, I know because I've got a big purpose, right? I've got this big dream. I I know that what I'm heading to and when I was younger, I was a young mum and, um, you know, separated when they were very young and had no money. I, I literally for a couple of months, my kids and I slept on a quilt on the floor until I could afford a bed. And so there was times where it freaked me out. If I got paid, I would have a panic attack because I'd know that this money had to go out to certain things and did I have enough money for food for the kids. So fast forward all these years later and I'm making multiple six figures and I still have those moments where I, when I feel that nervous system muscle memory of not wanting to look at my account so physically going in and looking at it just to go, I'm safe. Yes, it's okay. Yes, look what's going on here, you know, and, and shifting that vibration in my body. Um, so physically going in and, and being self-aware of that now rather than going into the I'm just going to ignore it and hope that that it's all okay, you know. And it's such an important thing to do it's like a non-negotiable and when you miss that step I think it you know a lot of times people will get into that attitude of oh I'm not going to look at it you know life happens they get upset I my I see my clients do this all the time it's kind of like the the roller coaster the emotional roller coaster ride with your finances and it's the same with any relationship that we have and when you think about it, like, you know, there's periods and, you know, it's our body remembering something or something that's rooted deep in our childhood that's driving our our thought process. And we're like, I don't I don't get what's going on. Like, why do I want to pay attention? And some of my clients will come and, on their calls and they'll be like, oh, I, I, I didn't I didn't do my weekly money date with money. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. What, what happened? What's going on? And why were you ignoring money? I mean, I thought you guys were partners, thought you were best friends. What's going on with that? And some of the things that they share are, are you know, deep. You know, it's like, well, this is what happened. And this is, you know, and we use aromatherapy to work through that. So when you think mm. about childhood memories, when was the first time you were introduced to money? What was that experience like for you? That's an interesting one with, you know, because... I don't remember much of my childhood, uh, but when you say that, because um, I've just recently had a, a clearing around this, actually, um, but my first remembering is mum, because mum owned her own business. My dad was sick on a kidney machine, and um, and so mum was the, the you know, household um, earner, and she had a, a big ice cream bucket underneath her bed full of money, like, you know, coins and stuff. And so if I wanted something, I'd have to go and ask for her, you know, permission and I'd be allowed to take some money out of the bucket or whatever. 
Um, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, which is really interesting because I've sort of looked at that and gone, well, wouldn't you think that as a child that would mean that um, money came freely to me? But I don't think it did um, because just recently I've, um, I've done a process and discovered that I had a limiting belief that money was dangerous. Mm. And I think it had something to do with because my dad got sick when I was very little, so I didn't didn't know him anything but being sick. So I, when I went through this, you know, healing or I call it a recode, mm-hmm. um, when I went through this process, I had an image of being about three years old and uh, in the lounge room, and they must have been talking about money. And um, somehow I made the assumption that money was dangerous. Mm, wow. Yeah, so it was a really, um, it was really beautiful to be able to clear that from my, um, you know, neural pathways and and um, re- recode that so that um, I now have a better relationship with my money. Yeah, that's beautiful. And to discover that and realize, oh, wow, like this is what has been dictating my action steps towards money and this is why I've been afraid and once you do those clearings you open up the pathway to bring in more money and create more of that reciprocal energy of that giving and receiving so that's so beautiful I love that when Mm. you um, think about you know money as a person what's your relationship look like now so money as a person is a lot more fun. <laughs> um, so uh, I remember when I first started doing a process uh, like this and it was always, you know, a man in a suit with a business, you know, with a briefcase and very staunch and, you know, like almost like, you know, what are the rules and I'll let you have some. Uh, but now money is is more this beautiful woman in a flowing dress and, you um, fun and and just this real um connection of let's play you know like what are we doing next and what are we doing now and um you know as you said this beautiful reciprocal energy this beautiful flow that happens and I just watch when you know I have those moments where I look at my bank account and go I have I got enough and it just comes in somehow you know and it's um it's it's such a beautiful relationship now I love that. And looking at the bank accounts and paying attention is so much fun and it gives you that visual. And um, as a profit first professional, we always tell, I always tell my clients, like when you open up your bank accounts, you're looking at your money buckets and you know exactly where your money is. Every dollar has a job. And so you know exactly how much you get to have fun with and you get to spend. And if you want to, you know, invest in this, especially when you have your, your money buckets marked earmarked for something specific like you know a weekend getaway or you know maybe a lunch date or a spa day or whatever it is that floats your fancy and so the the idea that your mom had a money bucket i i pictured as a wooden bucket with a metal little handle um you know back from the day that you always see at like you know museums and things like that i just love that (laughs) yeah yeah it, it was an ice cream container, like one of those old, you know, like the three. I don't yeah. know if you get that over in in America. I don't even know if they have them anymore. But it was, I think, it's called Napolit Napolitanian or something, uh-huh. and it's like chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. You know, <laughs> and so it was one of those, you know, like, and it was just old, and it was just full of, like, it was about halfway full of um, coins. 
Yeah. How wonderful. Mm. Do you, do you keep something like that underneath your bed? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Uh, I do have um, a money container mm-hmm. and um, and I've got it here in my office, but um, yeah, I haven't got it under my bed. No. Yeah. Well, it's just so fun. And like I always say, we're not taught finances growing up, but we do catch them. We're caught financial you know, training. And it's so common for people not to understand financial literacy and to back away from it. And I always say it's okay because I'm not a tech person. That's not my zone of genius. And you say techie words to me and I'm like, huh, what? Give me a step-by-step. So that's the same for finances. And, you know, to come to the realization, like this is not my zone of genius. It's okay. You know, but you can still pay attention to your money and still date your money and look at it and say, oh, oh, this is how much money I have. And this is what we're going to do. And this is the SOP. And, you know, here's the buckets and, you know, just allocating it and making sure you have that beautiful safety net. It's so important to do that. So when you think about your money journey and the roller coaster ride that you've been on, you know, going from married to single, you know, to worrying about like, oh no, you know, that feeling of I am living check to check. What am I going to do next? What would you say was your most challenging experience? Oh, wow. Um, in, in, a, in general, I would say getting over the mindset that I don't know enough about money and finances and all the language that you know you would know quite easily um and and I was just going to add to that because my lack of awareness around my finances and and my resistance to you know understanding you know we have a thing called bass over here you know um, with gst and my resistance to all of it was causing me to also attract really um, unconscious, um, neglectful bookkeepers and accountants mm. and, and people that just saw me as a number. And so I went through three different accountants and two bookkeepers until I found a profit first woman that that had all of those and, and has now given me that opportunity to be partner with her in my relationship with money. You know, we we get together and she explains things to me and but but my resistance to it was causing me to bring all of these people into my life. And until I actually let go of that resistance and started consciously being aware and um doing my own, you know, as much as I could getting in there and understanding what was going on, I know I would have still had that story go on and on and on if I hadn't have done the work on myself first. Yeah. So, you know, going from, you know, because the the biggest challenge was way back when I had no money and and two little kids and, you know, food that I had to, it it was challenging, you know, knowing Mm -hmm that I had to uh, have a certain amount of massages and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's it was on a general, it was not knowing, not knowing and, and being ignorant and having that resistance that caused the most um, challenges. So when I let go of that resistance and just start a little bit at a time, right, a little bit 
you know, okay, I'm getting my head around this part, lead me to it so I can get that and it's part of my system. Now we can move on to the next bit, right? And so being able to watch my money grow because of that. I love that. That's so beautiful. When you think about your money and having fun, you know, and creating the money buckets for travel or whatever it is that you love to do, what's your favorite way to spend your money? On a on a month to month, I love having my float tank um, sessions. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> yeah, I really like just having that space to myself and, um, you know, the, the place I go to, you know, you, you get pampered afterwards and a little green tea and all of that sort of stuff and just having that opportunity to have some self-nurturing time. Uh, and I really love hanging out with my kids and, you know, just being able to take them wherever I want to and, um, you know, go out for dinner with them and just hang out with them and my partner. So yeah, that's they're, they're my favorite moments with money. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And think of the beautiful legacy that you're leaving for them as well. You mm. know, that And to the seventh generation is what I love to say, breaking those money curses through those generations, changing that money story. It's so important. And then passing that on to your kids is a beautiful way um, to reestablish the relationships with money and get it back to where it really is, should be, you know, we get to, everyone gets that opportunity to become, you know, multimillionaires. And when we can really implement that system that helps multiply it and be able to give freely and enjoy our family, it takes so much stress off. So thank you so much for sharing your story and all the details. I loved your, your, I love the answers to your questions. What's one tip that you can share with to, with the audience that'll help them get a micro result in multiplying their money? I would say one tip would be um, to let go of the belief that you don't know or that you're not capable to, you know, to shift that into I'm just going to try. I'm just going to do my best to learn one more thing that's going to support me in my my relationship with money. Like just that little letting go and, and that's going to give your body some relief and some opportunity to be open to learn from podcasts like this and, you know, uh, people like you, Lisa, to, to really um, take ownership but just one little bit at a time right you don't have to have the whole answer all in one go but just a little bit and it starts with giving yourself that opportunity to let go of the resistance i love that thank you so much and for those of you listening check the show notes grab the links to connect with elizabeth especially if you're a wild woman and you want to make some changes and rewire some of that mindset some of those thoughts that you have going on to attract whatever it is that you want to attract in your life and remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.
Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.